0: and welcome to Analyze This. I am one of two Hannahs, Hannah Hart, and today I am joined by extremely special guests, Kevin McHale and Jenna Ushkowitz. You might remember them from a little old show called Glee, or from their current phenomenal hit podcast, Showmance. We are going to be talking about being in our 30s or newly 30, learning how to say no, and hell, maybe we'll talk about cupping. Enjoy. You guys, I don't know why I feel like nervous today, but I feel nervous today, which really? I really yeah. Why? and I, I, I don't know why. I really don't know why. Listeners and earbuds, what you weren't privy to prior to this was my frenetic trying to get ready jenna and kevin have been here for 30 minutes i said to ella this morning i was like oh i've just got to make sure the podcast is set there's nothing i hate more than when you show up to somebody's thing and they're not ready for
1: you Ooh, yes
2: <gasps> okay but in theory the, no you're right it's there there's nothing worse it's the worst my it's time is valuable mm-hmm. well, especially in this city where
0: you're like i just drove 45 yes. minutes across town and you're still with the other person right let me tell like, you
3: just show that you care and are professional. This you is were nothing. set up. Don't yeah. don't believe yeah. that you running around Fixing some little things.
2: Let me tell means you, means that you were not ready and prepared. Nothing. Also, nothing.
3: Happy to not even record and just hang out. <laughs>
0: oh, true. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah, I feel the same way. You know what? Fuck these guys. <laughs> we're, you know what? Just hit hit stop. Yeah. Guys, we're <laughs>
3: they don't need to hear what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> we're outy boom baddie. Uh, thank you so much for listening. What is happening on Showmance this season? So, what season is it for you guys?
3: Season two. two. Mm. This season, we've decided to because of popular demand. Mm. We've decided to do a Glee recap, rewatch, recap. So we've started episode one, the pilot, and are going through every episode until I guess we get bored or people stop listening.
0: Exactly. Isn't that like way triggering?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is
3: a mix of emotions. Yes. Yes. Short answer, yes. Yes.
2: I mean. Short answer, yes.
3: The good part of it is.
2: (laughs) What is the good part, Kevin? The good
3: part is (laughs) we get to see some old friends slash co-workers and uh, reminisce about the good times and then when we stop recording reminisce about the bad times mm-hmm. it's just we were such a family when you work on a project like that this sounds cliche but we worked with hundreds of people day in day out 17 hours a day for six years yeah and so when that's done you don't see them and like we we keep in contact with a good number of people. But But
2: like not on the day not, not on a regular. Daily. And this
3: is like a good way for us to see people that we haven't seen or people that we weren't that close with. Right. To sort of like talk about their experience and compare it with oh, our Oh, so you experience. bring in a third. Sometimes. Sometimes. We, uh, sometimes sometimes it's just us and sometimes we bring in guests. If like- it
2: feels appropriate. Like we brought in Michael Malley for Pregers, who played Burt Hummel, and we brought in Romy Rosemont, who played Finn's Mom. And so people who didn't really and I like those people because they were always there. They showed up. They were professional. They taught us a lot. They were friends and our friends. But yet at the same time, like they didn't get the, the spotlight because the kids did at that point in Mr. Yeah, Choose. So right? like, they weren't going on tour. something really nice about, yeah, exactly. But oh
0: my
3: really nice about God, that. you guys yeah.
2: went on we did a glee tour, two glee tours, and a music tour and a Hot Topic tour. Yeah. And an Australia tour, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it that.
3: So it's nice to compare, you know, you're like both working on the same thing, but then having two very different experiences. Yeah. And it has been nice to finally after 10 years since the show started to hear that Mm -hmm. other side of same show we were all involved in.
2: Like Jane Lynch even, who had the craziest speeches and the craziest monologues, would be like, I wanted to dance more, but I knew you guys were just, you know, like that wasn't my thing or like that wasn't, you know, that's not Sue's thing. But she was amazing when she got the chance and she worked so hard. Like on the Madonna episode, Mm -hmm. crazy. Anyway, my experience for Showmans though, the recap, has been like, there are so many hard times that we went through and dark times and complicated times to be able to go back and really reminisce about Kevin and I's time together and what we were going through, but like in a different light, like I can look back at it now and like laugh and mm. and, and it's just a different feeling that I get. Because we're old.
3: Yeah, you know, for sure. How old were you? you? You can step back and see it from, what's the saying? 30,000 feet.
0: Yeah, uh, bird's eye view.
3: Bird's eye view, mm-hmm. and that's what we're doing. And, and right have now. some perspective on it, as opposed to being in it.
0: You no, know, obviously the show takes place when you guys were high schoolers. Yes, but yeah. how old were you
2: really?
3: I was twenty. I was
2: twenty-three.
0: 20. So it's still like your your twenties, right? Yes, yes. your twenties were really formative.
3: Your these formative. It was my college years. Jen already had done college, yeah. But yeah. it was it was absolutely like college my college. Yeah. Extended high school.
0: Well, it's a very formative decade of your life. Yes, mm-hmm. and and and, and my, we had a very crazy. Bizarre. Bizarre.
3: Bizarre is the right word.
0: (laughs) Yes. I mean, truly. And like, you know, full disclosure, like the aspect, I would say like, Taylor Swift is like God tier, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's God tier. Sure, sure, sure. God tier. Sure. Sure. But you guys were, like, right below God tier. I mean, collectively, that's a, that Yeah, collectively. For, 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 for a
3: period of time. Collectively for a yes. period of time. Yes,
0: yes, You were yeah. right below God tier, right? <laughs> right. Is that's that, like, a weird thing to say? Pretty. I mean— It's wild. I mean, I never—I would never see it that way. But that, from the outside mm-hmm. of, like, when you're—like, the the minor amount of celebrity that I've, like, been able to build and, like, and encountered, all the emotional ups and downs of that— yes. In my eyes, the experiences I've had in my minor way, which I don't even know what tier I would call it, but like <laughs> I, I can't fathom being young and going through that and dedicating your life to this, especially as everyone is growing and changing. I mean, your brains aren't even fully formed exactly. at I mean, that point.
2: that's the thing. Luckily, we all got to do it together. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't just one of us. Yes. Like a, like a Swifty. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think
3: that can be very, very hard. If you don't have the most stable foundation beneath you and you are a... Taylor Swift, or Justin Bieber, or Britney Spears. You guys know
0: what I mean when I, I say, yes, like, no, like, no, like, I'm sure. like Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. Not to, like, admit, I mean, glue. No, 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 <laughs> no. No, no, no. I
3: mean, it, it is a different level. And I think totally. if it's by yourself, I, I can't imagine right. how hard that has to be. Yeah. Like Jenna said, luckily, we had each other. And even having each other, you see how these things affect each person differently. Yeah, how everyone processes yes. differently. Yes. Exactly. So, we could keep each other in check. And be like, hey, 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 this isn't that serious. Like, it's all good. Some people will buy into it more, and some of us will just be like, whatever, this doesn't mean anything. Mm. And it's nice and we remind
2: to be, each other when this, that when this, we get there. This, this meaning being fame, fame, fame,
3: fame, success, whatever it is. You know, right. like
2: you know,
0: I guess that normally when I talk to people about the transition from your twenties to your thirties or this kind of like time in your life, I'm a very big believer in the twenties being a very defining decade for kind of setting up the foundation for what you're going to build your future on. Agreed. And in a lot of ways, it's like you put all your energy towards career. Your mm-hmm. 20s were about career exclusively. Yeah. You know, emotional development, relationships, love, self-care, yep. Yep. whatever, because it's on overdrive.
1: Yeah. I you're mean,
0: in. whatever Just Below God here is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I we're to figure out. But, like, it's all going into career. Yes. My question for each of you is – When did you realize that? Because you're both nodding with the sense of, like, deep meaning that, oh, my God, yeah. And I remember when I realized that I had not invested in myself at all. Yeah,
3: I'm happy to talk. Yeah, Yeah, you go. You probably realized it sooner than I did.
2: She is older. I am. I am. she's wiser. I went into my Saturn Returns before you. (laughs) I was three years ahead of you, and those are massive, massive important years with yeah. very important... Me and my fiance have a three-year age gap. We met when I was 29 and
0: she was turning 26. Wow. And oh. let me tell you, there's yes. a big dip. There's yeah. a big dip. She had the audacity. She had the gall to look at me the other day because <gasps> she's now 29 and go, I would never date someone who's 25.
1: Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like,
3: okay, well, lucky for you, I, I did. I see
2: your face. <laughs> I wish I could have seen your nah. face. <laughs> It was just like this. Excuse you're like, excuse me? Was, Mouth gaping. I no, I, I went the gall. <laughs> it's true. So I feel like both Kev, if I can speak for both Kevin and I mm-hmm. in this in this, you know, preliminary sentence. We both started working when we were very young. So we, that's all we. Re- I felt like we were for a really long time. We were put into these careers as child actors. We were thrust, and we made the transition somehow, luckily, thrust into our 20s, into this, you know, just under godlike tier. And there's nothing else. It's like the horse blinders are on, and you go, I've made it. I've made it and I've made it because that's all I was working towards, mm. at least for me. And so in my twenties, I was in a relationship during Glee for four years, which the beginning for. The mid four, mm-hmm. the mid four. So, please up and running, and now twenty five, twenty six, okay, maybe twenty four, somewhere around there. My memory.
3: I feel like it was second season. Yeah, through. yeah, yeah.
2: Here's the thing: Is it hard
0: to refer to times of your life as seasons.
3: <laughs> no, it's easier. Oh my God. We, ha- like, we it's have horrifying. to like do, we do it by seasons. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say you guys did touch God tier, but it's not that. No, I don't think so. I don't know. It was like the most popular I appreciate show. In the that. World, but it was the most popular show like in the world, globally. And you guys For sure. Did, was your tour global? Uh, uh, bit. somewhat. Yeah. 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 So I mean, yeah,
2: it's pretty good. That's mm, fair. You know? We were dubbed in forty languages. I, yeah. mean, that's, I mean
0: that's I mean, then that's there old.
2: you go. Yeah. Let's let we we will call it. <laughs> yeah. That must
3: Before be. Netflix. <laughs> yeah,
0: before Netflix. Before
3: Netflix was dubbing everything. I
0: know. Oh, and it was just that guy Sam. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep. Just
0: that what, a what a
3: linguist!
1: What
2: a linguist! He loves to learn. <laughs> Sam,
0: give it oh, to Sam. He, can't stop he it. loves to learn. Um,
2: anyway, so start a relationship, and this is like a really important, serious relationship for me because it was. It felt like it would felt heavy. It felt like there was drama. It substance. felt substance. Like there could have, there could be a future at this point, right? You're in your 20s. You could get married. You could do all of these things, and and along the way. I won't get into the relationship itself, but I will go into what I learned about myself in that relationship along that time and also doing a TV show. There was a level of like, I should be happy and I'm not. I am sacrificing everything in my life to make everybody around me happy and looking for uh, acceptance and, and approval outside of myself that didn't come until we broke up. And I went two weeks after was like, I feel great. Mm. I feel so good. And that was like, I was adapting my entire life to make everybody else feel like this was the right thing Mm. for me. Well, it's almost like the performer
0: narrative, which as you noted, did start when you were very young.
2: Yeah. But the performer, when
0: you're in performer, and those of you listening, I'm gesturing with my body. (laughs) Like a mini emoji with the hands. Like a mini emoji with the hands. I'm (laughs) saying in
2: performer. When you're in performer,
0: Mm. you're rotating. Instead mm-hmm. of turning it on and off. You're just rotating your performer towards your relationship. So wow. Now I'm playing the role of girlfriend. Now I'm playing right. the role of daughter. Now I'm playing the role of this. And you're just performing yes. mm-hmm. because on. it's a mechanism. Right. And when you're on that long, it's incredibly isolating.
2: Well, that's the thing. And you show up and you they tell you where to go. They tell you what to do. They tell you when you have to turn or when you have to be there or when you have to say something. And it's like, when do you get to actually… Form your opinion. I mean, I think alone, like you don't really have an opinion until you're th- in your 30s. <laughs> ha, Let's
0: like, hear that
2: sucker. <laughs> <laughs> so just thank you. Thank you, thoughts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although these, uh, these, you know, younger generations are woke. So I will say, I've it's learned, a, little I've learned different. a lot, right? I oh, do. Yeah.
3: yeah, there is a it's separation. A, it's different.
2: Yeah. But, Yes, I I did not feel like I ha- or anybody around me in my twenties had an opinion until we were thirty, and we went, "Oh, this is who they are, and this mm. is who I am," and you don't have time to think about what you th- what you think. So for you, that moment
0: just to, it, it came when you had the space to think. Yes. And for you, you. <laughs> that was being able to say, I'm going to take this tension of my life that's not functioning in the way I need it to, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm going to remove that and see what space is left. And then I'm going to fill that space with me.
2: Whoa. That's profound. Hey, welcome beautiful. to Analyze This. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah, You're right. I <laughs> may <laughs> have a stack of these and- uh,
3: <laughs> But that brain is I got to take a photo working. of this.
2: Um, my therapist, I started with a therapist who didn't work out, and so I went to another therapist. Isn't it the worst way? and you have a therapist that you're like later you're no. like wait a minute they It was were such a not <laughs> working it was not working luckily i i found yeah. it pretty quickly <laughs> but i did have this therapist who showed me in like one of our very early meetings which i knew she was right was like here's the ocean line and here's the the dip underneath and then here's the mountain up way over the ocean line all the way up in the clouds and that's your altitude and we need to find get you from below underneath the water all the way up and we're gonna get you to your best altitude. And I was like, oh my God. And then for some reason that that just opened up the world. I went, I don't have to dumb myself down. I don't have to make myself weak or appease, you know, other people. Like I am literally ready to shoot to you the You don't top. have
0: to be a shrinking violet. Exactly. You don't have to, yeah, you're ready. You've been submerged underwater. Yes. And this by it, everybody else. Yeah. And it allowed you to come up to the top.
2: Make space for myself, yeah, 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 and for my brain. I
3: think we had a similar ending slash starting place in that way, mm-hmm. where I did. We got there different ways, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize I was, I guess, underwater.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing, you know. I think people, when they talk post epiphany, we mm-hmm. refer to like. Anyway, long story short, I was drowning, or right. like turned yeah. out putting cigarettes out on my body was a bad sign. <laughs> oh like, you God. know what I mean? Yeah. Though, yes. like we always yes. talk about it, yeah. like it's a simple yes. little thing. Just so you know, like having the awareness to realize you're suffering is the first step that mm. is mm-hmm. building awareness. Mm-hmm. So you're you're starting even before you realize right. you have, you know?
3: And I, I think it's, it was harder for me to realize like, oh, maybe I'm not like firing on all cylinders here mm-hmm. because I'm so easygoing. I'm like, what I was better at, I think you're talking about like when you're in performer, I could switch off a bit. Like I, the first season I didn't live down in hollywood we were shooting Mm. i had a this guy i was seeing who lived in the same apartment complex so i had two very different worlds and the show hadn't premiered yet and there was that world where we were having fun all these new friends this is crazy what's going on and then i could separate and Mm. go to santa carita and be with him and his family and i had my friends there and i maintained that the separation i mean the groups of friends I mean, you eventually that pattern. That pattern. Yeah, yeah the, the friend groups like meshed pretty quickly, but I always had the same friends, the same group of people. Mm-hmm. And so I did s- basically stay the same. I feel like mentally. However, you don't realize that when you're away from that or you're going on tour, or doing press things or shooting endless hours, everything is being thrown at you. You don't have to work for things. You're getting offers to do things. It's just this one thing after another, and then eventually we're like, "No, I'm not going to do that. No, that's not enough money." I'm like, who am I yeah. to so, be like? This is okay to turn down some of these things. What right.
0: I'm hearing is that you're saying that what was a kind of an awakening was after the momentum and slowed down.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so realizing
0: mo- now momentum generates from within you. Now yes. you generate your own momentum.
3: Yes, and that was uh, that has been a that gigantic course correction
0: for all of us. Gigantic
3: course correction because when you haven't, and I'm not saying we didn't work for things, we worked for a very long time, a billion auditions before you even get to Glee. Right, you were on a billion shows on Broadway
0: in the in the in the, in the spectrum of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Something like Glee doesn't happen often. No, no,
3: it's a very rare thing, and we. I think so, I think we knew that, but
2: Ryan would tell us. That. Yes, Ryan say, Murphy was very good about that. This is never going to happen again that. in your ever in your life. So just appreciate and understand
3: that. In a nice way. It wasn't like, no, no, be grateful. No, no, no. It was like, this is, in the beginning too, it was like, well, with success, if we get success, that is rare air. And then it became, this is rare air. This yeah. is rare air. This is really yeah. strange and they're going to build us up then they're going to tear us down. But- so you
0: may spend the rest of your life working, but just so you know that from this point on, success isn't going to feel like, yes, this. yes. nothing's going to feel like this.
3: And I think for him too, he had been around a while, he had had several shows he had and he it. was you know, eloquent enough to be like, voice that for us. Mm.
2: Well, we're also 20. We're not 40 or 50 having gone on a million auditions as an adult trying to save for a home, make mm-hmm. a family. Like ours was, stakes were a bit lower. Like everything oh, was- We co- had nothing to be responsible for nothing. except us. We were just becoming adults. So that alone, like when he said that, I remember now being like, oh, yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah, And like at that point when you're like, this is never going to happen again in your life, you're like, Awesome. You know, it's so cool that we're going through this. Yeah. It's rare. I mean, it's like I think like the cast
0: of Game of Thrones, right? The younger Mm -hmm. ones, that's super rare, rare error, as you put it. To have that expectation being like, okay, so this is what success feels like. And it's like, oh no, no, no. This is what super duper success feels like. Yeah.
3: And it's not something (laughs) that again, I think we were good at separating this. It's like we're not responsible for this success like this isn't because yo i'm the shit you're the shit right. and that's why this show is what it's like no, no 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 right we're all just a part of this thing it's you can't plan a hit song you can't plan a hit show you can do your best work and hope that this thing lands it's at the exact sport. right moment yeah that part that you can't control and hopefully these millions of people who are hopefully will watch this like it yeah right like you you can spend all the money you want on something and never have it be the success that that was. And so I think recognizing, first of all, like we're doing a job and it's amazing that it's reaching people, but we can't take this personally.
0: I want to share with you guys a, a philosophy that I found like really helpful. It's an economic philosophy. It's about bargaining and gift giving and giving and receiving and et cetera, et cetera. And I think that kind of what you're alluding to, the blessing in disguise for not perceiving yourself as the gift, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that you get to be the carrier of the gift. Exactly, you're the one that's holding it. You're holding the experience. You're transferring the experience. You're inviting people in and out of it. You're the you're the gatekeeper. And I think that what happens so much in in Hollywood, and I'm sure this happens on all scales of industry. Like I'm sure people assume responsibility or entitlement totally. in the corporate sector. I'm sure doctors think I should be able to save every single person. What's going on? Right. But the reality is, is that you yourself are not the gift. Right. And it's when you think that it's you, that's the thing. I feel like that's the really dangerous territory to get into Very dangerous. as Definitely. a person.
3: Yes. And I think going through that and being around other people who are working in similar mediums or on other TV shows, even within our group, you can see people who maybe buy into that a little bit. And that is where you have to learn to navigate that and be like, wait, who am I in this situation? How do I act? Me versus How's- the ego. Yeah. Like do, yeah do, in, instead I-
0: of forming one giant ego mass. Yes. Right, they right. talk about it in family dynamics. Like there's a concept of enmeshment where your whole family is like, everybody's all up in everybody's business. Every right. decision of every member of the family is a part of somebody else's discussion. Everyone has a mm-hmm. thought and right. feedback. And so in that ego mass, there's no separation of self. Right. For you guys to be able to walk away from this experience or to have learned yeah. from this experience to have the separation of self. Well, like- Got there.
3: there,
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, we got got there.
3: there. (laughs) Because there is a little bit, just, I mean, physically and geographically, like not being with someone all the time. But at the same sense, it's like, I think you automatically, subconsciously, consciously, whatever it may be, you're automatically comparing yourself to everybody else. Just be, even though we're all very different.
0: Uh, but yeah. I mean, everybody does that everywhere, right? Yeah. Right. Like, and, it,
3: and it's super. Under- there's
0: no five foot three blonde women allowed in this room.
3: Right. <laughs> hair. Yeah. Yeah. <Hair. laughs> and it's one of those things where
0: <laughs> I got her. I got her. I hit her. I hit her with the. I hit her with the. I still got jokes. I'm going to take you into a safe space, funny. bring you into the well <laughs> so of thought.
2: <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yes, absolutely. Um, well,
3: sorry. No, I. Long story long, it, it took to the show being done mm. for me to have that light bulb sound and being like, wait a second, can I cuss? Fuck or no? yeah, hell yeah. I was like, who the fuck am I? Yeah. Because.
0: Wait, who the fuck am I? Yes. <laughs> who, who, who the fuck it's am I? Like I heard Huckabee's,
3: How Am I Not Myself? Who How the am I fuck not am myself? I? How am I not myself? Where Ugh, so we weird. got on the show in our very formative years. Yeah. Becoming humans, adults, through it, Mm. which is like not really an okay thing to do. It's also like not a sustained thing. Let's
0: just say the odds aren't in your favor. No,
3: (laughs) and the show is like going to end at some point. Everyone loving us is going to end just as quickly as it came to us. Right. And then there I was, a 26, 27-year-old. Now I'm like, oh, I've lived in L.A. since I was 15, and now I'm an adult Mm. living in L.A. for the first time. Oh.
0: I just got a chill. Horrified. And that was my That's real. I moved moved to LA when I was 25. Mm.
1: Yeah.
3: So Mm. here I was thinking, I'm ahead of the game. All these people are moving to LA to be on the show. I went to high school here. I grew up here. All my best friends are here. Now I have this expanded best friend base from the show. I didn't ever have a lot of friends. And I've now quadrupled the size of my best friend group. Like, this is amazing. And then the show ends. I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Jenna's moving to New York. (laughs) Um, Everybody's separating. Mm. I have to wake up and then figure out what I'm doing with my day. And it seems so basic and small. But you go from, like Jenna was saying, everybody telling you what to do at all times and everybody after you to being like, oh, that phone's not ringing. And I don't have anywhere to be, which is really nice. Mm. However. Very scary. Like, who do I? reach yeah. out who do i talk to what friends have i neglected right. for the past 7 years that uh, like okay with me being like hey it's me again <laughs> like want to hang, hang out <laughs> cuz i can be a real a real boy now <laughs> and it was a weird thing to figure out do i like la as a 27 year old do i like what i do i loved doing the show do i still like doing this outside yeah. of the show now that it's done and figuring out who I guess I was as an adult living in Los Angeles, was a very, still a really weird thing for me to figure out because I was so defined. And I feel like we were so defined by... How he felt doing that show and what that meant?
2: Well, I mean, like I did the, I I mean, I moved here for the show and then I literally moved away when it was over because I didn't know what, I didn't know how to live here. It was this bubble and I had no idea. So I just moved back to New York and that was also like a big turning point to go, okay, this is self-care. I needed a Glee Talks. I needed to get out of LA. Sorry. I needed to go home, see my family, be a normal human being, even though nobody treats you like that after a show being on a show like that. Or at least not the people you choose to be around you. And I went, I have to go back to Broadway. I have to go back where people don't give a fuck who I am. I'm sure people give some fucks.
0: I give a fuck who you are. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, you know (laughs) what? And we're gonna continue to give fucks right after this. Um, first of all, now that we're about halfway through, I just want to thank you guys for being so candid in a lot of ways, you know, I don't know if this is by nature of my personality or what, I guess when you see people, you know, we're all about the same age. Uh, there was never a time where Glee was happening that I wasn't thinking, what the fuck must that be like? Wow. Well, just like, but just, that's just my relationship to entertainment. Like, well, that's,
2: yeah, that's you. That's me. That's I my don't f- think that's a lot of- No,
0: and that's that's only something I learned after I was (laughs) a little bit more recognizable. I was like, "No, I'm sorry, I'm a human being." (laughs) Um, Right. So, in your twenties, you get to this stage. You realize, you know, Glee ends. The first what you've been doing with like the first half of your life has come to a conclusion, which is a very forcibly like early Saturn's return. Horrifying. Not first half. (laughs) Not first half. I mean, of your twenties, of your adult life. Quarter. What you've been up to for that minute, you
3: know? It it goes from. one year we had, I'm going to sound as obnoxious as possible. So go see for the it. Contest. We here
0: at uh, Analyze this thrive on the so sound of our own voices. It
3: goes from being nominated and winning two years in a row at Golden Globes and then having Chris win a Golden Globe. And then in one weekend doing Oprah Winfrey show her last season where we performed. And then that two same days weekend. later, the next day we go to D.C. and perform at the White House. The coolest thing was meeting J.K. Rowling. And then her going, I know who you are before I introduce myself. Mm-hmm. And then we go on an arena tour where, in the height of it, we sold out the O2 in London seven shows in a row, breaking oh. a record. Mm-hmm. My God. And I think the mm-hmm. tour made like $44 million in 44 days. Not that we made any of that money. No, we did have note. an episode
0: with Lance Bass, and we talked yes. about how, in the first five years of NSYNC, he made like collectively like 10, it was either 10000 or $50,000. Yeah. Oh.
3: Yeah. Oh. So... It oh, was a really. I'm shit.
0: <laughs> you should listen to that episode of Analyze This.
3: To, if you guys haven't, if you're, sh-
0: hey, showman's listeners, Jenna is about to start uh, listening to I'm this. I'm going my- <laughs> to put
3: to that on my run right now. Yeah,
0: job, listen though. to the Lance Bass episode yeah, of Analyze This, wild.
3: where I'm you go from having the most extreme, surreal, like, this is stupid. Right. Like, this is honestly so dumb. At 23, I'm like, okay, well, it's quite literally all downhill from here. <laughs> Because, like, how do you top this? <laughs> and then the show ends and you're like, all right, uh, <laughs> I have time to call my mom. <laughs> i got going to take my dog on a walk. Maybe take a nap.
2: <laughs> I'll yeah. go to the grocery store.
3: <laughs> Maybe. I might order groceries online.
0: <laughs> well, it's all exterior. Every single aspect of everything you've both described, mm-hmm. right, is yeah. all exterior. So the only way to go is in. Yes.
3: And luckily I did, I don't remember who said the quote. I don't know where it came from. And it's one of those things, you know, you hear a bunch of junk, whatever sticks to you is like something that means something to you. Like, oh, that makes sense to me. I'm going to hold on to that. Yeah. And somebody really early on either said, I don't know where I found it, but someone was like, fame is fake. Everyone needs to realize at some point that fame is fake. And you can tell the people who buy into it and tell the people who can't, who don't. And as simple as that is, it really clicked with me. Because within like the first year of Glee and I saw that, I was like, oh, if people only knew if people could realize from the outside, people, audience members and fans that this isn't real. In term, I love that someone in Brazil can tweet me and say, come to Brazil and that they love the show. That's wild. However, just like I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. You don't know who Jenna is. You don't know who we you don't know us, which is fair. Of course, how could you? I watch TV shows. I feel like I know these people, but I don't. And being able to be on the inside of it and recognize that being like, oh,
2: you were like on the outside looking in almost. Yes. Right, so. And
3: it's like, I now fully understand how ludicrous mm. and how superficial all of this is mm-hmm. from a really, like it hit me. It felt like I got hit in the chest. And like, okay, I can now keep this in perspective properly because. That's a, that's a blessing. Yeah. And, and I, a blessing. my roommate at the time was like, do you realize what's happening? am like, no. He's like, you have no idea, do you? you have no idea what the show is doing, how big it is. I was like, no, I get that it's big. Like, you know, we're trending on Twitter and the songs are doing well every time. But he's like, you do not get the cultural aspect of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And this was after the halfway through the first season. I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's probably good, but it's crazy that you don't get it.
2: We couldn't in yes. some way. And that's why we're, the, we're doing this now and why I enjoy it so much. Because, like, I do get it now. And, I, and I'm and I watching it from a perspective of a fan when I go, I this is why I would attach myself to this show and these characters. But it's interesting you say that, your experience with the fame thing. Because, like, to an extent, I, I was able to look at it from the outside as well. There was a level of, like, sometimes you have to buy into it, and that is weirdly detrimental when you are outside looking in, and yet you're buying in and then going, who am I? Mm. Like, I I felt like I saw the girls getting, you know, you, we'd have to get red, red carpet ready. We'd always have to have our makeup done. And when we went out, like, it was like we were always being watched. And there's this level of, like, I have to – I have a certain expectation for myself, and I still do um, sometimes too high. But like, there's a level of like that I want to live up to. And when you're at that level, where do you go? So I'm just consistently raising, trying to raise the bar for myself, but in a way that's it is external and it is from the outside in, not from the inside out. So then I go, Who am I? Do I like this? Do I want to be a part of this? But do I have a choice? And what am I doing that's real? And what am I doing that's not real anymore? That was, like, the scariest thing for me. Hmm.
0: What do you do – so what was your answer? What do you do to stay ground? What you're describing is pretty much being grounded, right? Like, staying grounded and – but also still being able to perform. Yeah. That's the thing about being a performer that I think people really don't realize. And honestly, probably why I've never booked a single audition I've ever been on. Mm. You have to not – be super stable. <laughs> to be, you know, and yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm somebody yeah. who puts a lot of energy into being stable. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm a triple Scorpio. Like, I'm, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not gonna go touch that dark. I, I'm not gonna go there because I'm actually there's so much more to my life that I want to have, and you know, yeah. it's like yeah, this, I hear you. This, yeah. you know, so where, where does it take you now? Like, where do you guys, Jenna? I'd love to start with you with this. I guess, grown up sense of awareness, like what does drive you now?
2: Myself, self-worth, self-love. But back in the day, it's like, how did I survive that? And I look back and I go, Kevin, I survived because of Kevin. I survived because of my parents. I survived because of all the things that reminded me that like going home to Long Island, like that's real. Mm. Like that's where it goes. That's what matters. And I can still do this, but I have to remember that it doesn't really matter and it doesn't really matter what people think if i don't have the makeup that everybody else does and that i wasn't wearing the outfit or i was 10 pounds heavier or whatever it was so now in my 30s i agree with you there's a level of like in in the acting world that i feel like i i can take who i am and add the character to add myself to the character and if that's not what they want like it's fine. I'll just produce something instead that I can start. Cool. (laughs) I would so support that. I mean, honestly,
0: yeah. Like there's such a richness, I think, to you and it would be so interesting. Thank you. You know, and like initially, you know, I reached out and and I'm really happy I have you guys both here together. Mm. Like initially I was like, oh, maybe I'll just talk to each of them as individuals. And honestly, because, and Kevin, this is going to be really just about Jenna, but... The experience of being a young woman in your 20s mm-hmm. stacked up mm-hmm. against right. other young women in their 20s. Right. Like, I felt this to a very, very, very minor degree. I've got some great card because I'm gay and short mm. that, like, I don't have to stack up because I can't. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Like, mm-hmm. in, a, in a way, it's like, okay, great. I can just be Hannah. I can just do whatever. And, like, my two best friends are, like, glamazons. They're tall and beautiful women. They're very funny and talented and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I guess I just want to say that like I don't I don't know you but I am proud of you for the woman you are right now because I cannot imagine what that must have been like.
2: Thanks. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It's hard <laughs> because like not only am I a woman in my 20s. I'm an Asian woman in my 20s. And that during that time period, I mean, like, you know, we're, we're all minorities in this room in some way or another. But like, they, I mean, yeah, but like you know? as a white person, I yeah. get a huge
0: pass. I think my entire career would not have happened if mm-hmm. I had been a person of color
2: Interesting. and gay. Interesting. Oh yeah, because then you get tokenized mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I proud I prided myself on being the tokenized young girl in commercials when I was growing up. So that was like a part of like something that was really good that worked in my favor. But then I started realizing that like I was being pushed to the background and I was, I couldn't figure out why. And I don't think anybody else could figure out why. But now I see it in in these years. Like we're in, you know, we're woke now in some to some degree. <laughs> yeah.
1: To I some mean, degree.
0: if both of you have that. In the year 2020, I don't mm. know if a
2: abled man paying disabled care. oh no, no no
3: no yeah. nor, a lot would, of this, nor would have I auditioned for it oh right in the first place a lot
2: of the show is a lot of the show that we've been watching also has not aged well
3: <laughs> most of it <laughs> I'm telling you it just yeah, has of not it. aged well
2: yeah. <laughs> that's the reality like <laughs> it doesn't work but you know a woman in her 20s it's like I had to go through it I had to be compared I had to to do that to go okay I'm gonna shift through the shit I'm gonna go through this weird tunnel I'm gonna I'm gonna feel this way and I'm going to come out and go, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't compare myself to, you know, these beautiful girls on Instagram. And I cannot do it because, like, I work my ass off and I am strong and I feel like I'm, like, finally, like, that's what matters. It's not anything outside, any of the noise. Because otherwise, like, you're just, you're drowning at yeah. that point.
0: Yeah. I got, like, a little bit of a chill when you said, I am strong and that's what matters. Mm. And it's the authority in which you live your life the mm-hmm. agency in which you live your life. Because yeah. there are things that are outside of our control, you know, people perceiving you as, okay, we're going to make you the token Asian character. Like, okay, right. here's quote-unquote the girls, and then we have an Asian girl, and you're like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are the white girls then. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, or like if we're right. going to start talking about race… If we're going to go there, yeah. we're going to group us by race, <laughs> then mm-hmm. maybe we should, group you know, it. group everybody by race. Right. But that… Ownership of mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I can't see myself through their narrative anymore. Mm-mm. It's gonna kill me. Yeah, yeah. And you just
2: drown. I mean, it's my narrative, and and that's what gets me through every day.
0: Yeah. It's this is
2: you know this is my life, and I know I work really hard to do that every day. Yeah, and that's like that's the choice you have to make that choice, or else you're, or else what are you doing?
0: <laughs> for for just people like, that are really <laughs> driven, yeah, just like <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? amazing, profound, beautiful, brilliant. Kevin, you doing
1: good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm good. No, I think that was a very good observation. Pointing out uh, having watched Jenna from the sidelines and being in it with her (laughs) (laughs) and lived with her for two years (laughs) during it.
0: Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. We made it through. You made it through.
3: She. I think that's probably why I like latched onto her immediately. Because even if there were times where you could get caught up in it or I got caught up in it, you were always still a very. You always had like your eye on the North Star, sort of thing. Like you. Discuss. Could always come back to it. And if Jenna started flailing about, I'd be like, no.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're my rock. <laughs> I'm like, you're better you than can't this. do that. Like
3: sh- 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 get, yeah, get your sure. shit together. For sure. Because like if you're not together, then I don't know who I am. So like you gotta get it together. <laughs> and it's hard. Like yeah. people, a young group of girls in any setting can be competitive no matter what, anyway. And then I mean, put them on a very successful TV show.
0: It's how women are raised. <laughs> and it's like Ooh. a, yeah,
3: it's a, It can a be a, a nightmare. And I feel like <laughs> Jenna <laughs> did a very good job of coming out of that. We it's all true. did. Yeah. And did. The, the biggest lesson, which is maybe how we got to the premise of what we wanted to talk about, <laughs> was <laughs> learning to say no, was watching you and Amber and Naya and a lot of the girls specifically, get taken, not taken advantage of, but the weird thing that happens in that sort of public setting to young women and learning. I was someone who was deathly shy and could never, ever, ever speak up for myself until very recently. And it's purely because of having watched them do it.
2: We like to call Kevin back in the day. Like season one, Kevin was like Kevin. Like around season three, it was like Kevin (gasps) 2.0.
3: And
2: now I feel like we're at Kevin like 5. I've been Five. here,
3: yeah. I'm like, chill. I speak up for myself. And it's very so weird. But it, <laughs> every time I do, I think of, it's specifically well, Jenna, Jenna Amber, and Naya. <laughs>
1: WWJD. Yeah,
3: because it's, it takes strength yeah. to be able to stick up for yourself and be like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that's okay that I'm saying no. Yeah. Because growing up young in this crazy weird industry where you do feel like you have to say yes to everything and you really do do not like it's not going to hurt your career mm-hmm. it's like your sanity should come first and, and watching jenna navigate all of that because again i'm someone who's really easygoing i don't get really bothered by things and having jenna had a much i think more difficult route to navigate and watching her do that like oh okay i know how to do that now
0: I, my philosophy is that you know if you don't learn how to say no you're not learning how to listen to what you want and if you don't know how to hear your own voice it's going to start screaming at you and mm-hmm. it'll scream at you when you're in your 40s or your 50s or your 60s and you have a midlife crisis or mm-hmm. you, yeah. you know, drive a car, blah, blah, blah. Like right. Who knows what's going to happen? So really, as difficult as the trials and as joyous as the triumphs of this experience are, it, it kind of hits fast forward on a lot of internal development. Oh. And I think that that's something we as like artists, we as entertainers, living in this very weird paradox of life, we get to convey messages outward to other people. Yeah. And so learning... How to hear your own voice is something that I feel everyone is entitled to. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. preach. But we don't, we, they preach. don't, they don't teach us how. Um, no. you no. two are amazing. I love your chemistry. I love your vibes. You're welcome anytime We're on not Analyze leaving. This. Well, <laughs> we'll talk with you for hours. Yeah. Stay here forever. Okay, great. I'll uh, <laughs> we'll
2: be in this room. <laughs> I
0: stay in this room forever. I would love to have you here for hours. i now that I'm not getting my hair cut, my can't, my, my five o'clock just canceled. So I don't know what to tell you. Um if if people want to follow you, do you each <laughs> Individual. Oh, and this is the last thing I was going to say, which is that I look very much forward to uh, seeing what you guys do next. If you want to keep making, if you are creating, etc., etc. If there are any projects you guys are working on or gestating on, I just can't wait to see Thank what. You. I just can't wait Thank to you. see Thank where you, you guys go from here. Because here's pretty great. Mm, yes. No, I'm. Pure I'm. I'm, ge- great. I'm, gearing, I'm a podcaster now, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> which is right. great. I
3: know. Right. It's also, like I'm slash here for therapist. It.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, analyze this, analyze this. Um, if you're a first time listener, please uh, like or subscribe to analyze this on whatever you're listening to it on. And if you want to spend more time with Jenna and Kevin and their lovely, lovely, sibling-like chemistry and just, I don't know, it's just really you guys are really sweet. Uh, they can find you guys can listen to their show, Showmance and also where can people find you each individually?
2: Um You can find me at Jenna Ushkowitz J-E-N-N-A-U-S-H-K-O-W-I-T-Z on all platforms.
3: I mean, if you just search Kevin McHale, you'll find me my name, it's Drew Dude on Twitter which <laughs> And is you may annoying. find
2: Kevin McHale the basketball player yeah, yeah, first. Yeah,
3: which is fine. That'd be whatever you're into you're yeah.
2: like
0: whatever, you, whatever
2: you're into. Yeah, if you want, like a basketball an player, yeah. that's whatever cool. you're into. Yeah.
0: Find me. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and you can find me Hannah Hart on the internet at Harto H A R T O. We'll see you guys next week when we talk about something else. <laughs> that's my sign
1: off. <laughs> bye bye.